You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? I mean, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? It's a faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who? A fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Who are you? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that again. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Now, please, get off this planet. While you still have a choice. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Earth Station Who. We've made it. This is it. The final. The Timeless Children. Part two of the season finale. And folks, we are in for some big discussions tonight. And we got a great crew to talk all about it. And if you haven't seen this episode, why are you listening to us? Come on. <laughs> you know, we're going to spoil the heck out of this one. And we got a lot to talk about. So put us on pause. Watch 70 Minutes of Doctor Who. And come on back. We'd love to hear from you guys. And speaking of hearing from you guys, please write us at EarthStationWho at ESONetwork.com. We definitely would love to hear what you guys thought about this episode. And, you know, what are your thoughts on the season? We're going to be asking you for that at the end of the show anyway, so might as well put it out there right now. Let's say hey to this week's crew. Of course, Mr. Mike Gordon's here. Howdy. How are you, sir? I am peachy keen and ready to discuss the finale. Wow, he has a little kick in his step tonight. This is awesome. (laughs) You know, because it's like, oh, God, I hope Mike Gordon likes this guy. I hope he's... (laughs) So, this is my that, new mantra with that's, Doctor Who. That's not something you should ever think about. Um, and uh, we'll see. Okay. And, of course, we have Mary. Hi, everybody. It is sort of great to be here, except sad, last Doctor Who. Boo-hoo. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is like, yeah, we're going back into the wilderness. Yes, yes for exactly. a long time. It's really not that long. <laughs> A little more than a year. No, not we're getting new Doctor Who and at New Year's. Oh, that is true. Yeah, we're getting it at New Year's for another season. It's a one-off. A little bit longer. Yeah, then we're probably going to wait another year for another episode. So, of course, we heard Felicity. She is back with us. Welcome back, Mayor. Thank you. Good to be back. Oh, it is actually, you know, it was perfect us talking about it all together last week when we did the Cybermen story mm-hmm. and I was like, we just had to keep the chemistry going and everybody here, it just, it was, it was proper instead of having somebody else going. So what did you think of last week's episode? Tell us, you know, <laughs> so we already know what we thought and we'll be talking all about ratings and everything. I think we'll rate this all as one though tonight. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes, that does make sense. Yeah. Especially since as I, feared uh the watching this one made it made this first part just meaningless no you're completely right <laughs> i just i don't even know why there was a part one now no uh, exactly. frankly i think part one was better than part two 
Okay, let's jump in with both feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. this, spoiler alert. I did not like this episode. <laughs> oh. Wow. This is coming from Mary. Yeah. And it's wow. not because of him changing canon or anything like that, because I never care about that. It's because he did it in such a clumsy and convoluted and not even really very interesting way. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go, folks. That's the episode. Good night. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I I would say Mary liked it more than I did, but no, just kidding. Um, yeah. Oh, wow! <laughs> actually, you know what? I'll I'll say I'm I'm still actually undecided. I uh, haven't got a chance to watch it again. I don't know if I want to watch it again. Um, it's it's kind of a mess, and I think if I watch it again, I I'll kind of side more along Mary's side um, with not liking it a lot. So I'm kind of like clinging to the parts that I do like a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, it's not a clear, it's not a clear winner or loser in my mind. I'm right. Hot to, to digest and uh, yeah. No, completely understand that. And it's going to be very interesting to watch it again because I was like, there was parts I was like, oh, this is cool. This is awesome. And then there were other parts like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> you know? And, you know, for me, seeing the Cyber Time Lords was like watching Cyber Brig all over again. Oh, oh yeah. I was just like, what the? Oh, I, I want to curse. I so wanted, oh, you know. Cyber but, goons. Yeah, I, it was just on. like, no. No, and for them even, they should just look like Cybermen. They didn't need to be in the frippin' robes with the high collars. <laughs> oh my it god, was the like, collars! Whose idea was that? It was like, oh, we have to identify them as Gallifreyan, so let's give them the high collars there. Oh my god! I okay, was just like, I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna defend them, but I'm just gonna say that I liked the Cyber Time Lord. Uh, I thought that they kind of like if I was collecting action figures, I'd be like, oh, that would be a cool action figure to have. Um, but I will say. Coming um, to you from Funko Pop next year. <laughs> as like, I, you know, I thought we had the makings of a decent Cyberman story in part one. Like once the, the once the master comes in, it's not a Cyberman story at all. Like it's just like he just like eclipses everything that is cybermen really and not in a good way no not in a good way at all like now it becomes one of the least interesting cybermen stories that i've ever seen like it's just is like it's like they didn't even it's kind of a insulting to like the cybermen are interesting and the siberium is kind of an interesting concept but they just there's no equality there there's no partnership it's all they're just tools of the master and I, I think the Cybermen are better than that. They're not minions. They shouldn't no, be treated as such. They should never be. Ashad is actually kind of an interesting character as a villain. You know, I right. was getting I was actually kind of looking forward to uh getting to know more about Ashad and his backstory. We learned nothing. Oh, right. Yeah, he just gets he just, drunk and done. Yeah. He just yeah. goes away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he had a he nice becomes team. an action figure. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> he had a great three three episode arc 
but and yeah. I looked forward to saying, "Oh, he's going to be the new big bad with the Cyberman," and the master took him out just like that. I will agree that the Cyberman part of the story falls down, but on the whole, I it sounds like I liked it a lot better than any of you. Um, I was really quite pleasantly surprised by the way, at least the the timeless child Gallifrey story worked out. I know that uh, last week I was quite concerned about there being kind of an explicit link from Gallifrey to Earth and hinting that humans became Time Lords, but that was pretty definitively uh, set aside. And Thank God. I think that the story they came up with, will, while maybe not the most fascinating thing I've ever heard, was definitely an interesting twist. And I had, you know, I, I went to bed thinking about it. I woke up still thinking about it. It, it definitely resonated with me in ways that I'm still trying to figure out. And what actually, so that my first impression when they, when they show um, the original Gallifreyan explorer who finds the timeless child and they talk about them traveling together, you know, at first I thought that she was going to turn out to be the doctor and the timeless child was Susan. There was just something about like that relationship of the oh, two of them traveling that, that would have been, been more awesome. interesting yeah that it evoked susan to me but then it became clear that um the doctor was going to be the timeless child but i'm kind of okay with that and i don't think it necessarily has to affect everything from now on it's kind of an added wrinkle to the backstory and it i like that that you know they allowed ruth to come into it without really giving us an answer i liked the doctor's conversation with with um, oh, the, the Ruth doctor in, Ruth in, in the Matrix, Matrix when she's like, I'm just as confused as you are right now. <laughs> oh, and I loved it. And I loved what Ruth said to her. Yeah. When, when has your past ever defined who you are? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was, that's the whole series. Because yeah. the doctor is always about moving forward, about, you know, going and becoming, you know, each identity, each regeneration is a different personality. Mm-hmm. And so it was always coming from that point of view. And I think that tied it all together right there. I and think I, this is, you know, Jody's best performance. Oh, God, so yes. far. There's so much that she has to deal with. And her, you know, her realization that, you know, the Ruth doctor is right, that she is, you know, that they are the same and that whatever her history, she's, she knows who she is, um, was very powerful. I also, while the current master has kind of not been entirely satisfying to me, I, I did buy that what upset him the most was knowing that the doctor really was better than him, that the doctor was part of him. And that he just couldn't deal with that. Of course. I still don't buy the whole thing, him destroying all of Gallifrey like that. No, that was... And even when he miniaturizes Ashad and says, oh, I thought maybe the, uh, you know, the death particle would come out and destroy everything. And he seemed, he's like, I would have been okay with that. That was a pretty dark direction for that to go. And he's like, he's... He's just destructive now. He just wants to destroy everything, even if it even if it means destroying himself. Yeah, I mean, look, I can't criticize the master's uh, 
actions mm-hmm. or plan or lack of thereof because he's to be honest the characters always had crazy plans yeah it's just you know you can't assign any sort of logic to what he's done and that that goes all the way back uh so so it, it to, to try to like you know look at it logically like you know i've seen people online going well that doesn't make sense why would the master do that i'm like well <laughs> right. Well, it's yeah. not supposed to make sense. Exactly. When has the master, the master ever made sense? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. I they think know anything that... about the master, he just doesn't like it doesn't make sense. I mean, he is right. the, he is a great tool for writers who just don't give a crap about plot because I mean, yeah, going back two seasons, I still don't understand what the master what the sim master was doing with the Mondas Cybermen. Right. To be honest. So, yeah, right. This wasn't any different than that. This made even a little more sense perhaps. Yeah. Uh and and you know so the fact that oh he's so mad that you know he destroys all the Gallifrey it's like that seems to be definitely in his wheelhouse now the ability for him to be able to do that I I kind of question and and you know taking the characters out of it but going behind the scenes you know why Chibnall and company felt the need to destroy Gallifrey I, I don't understand uh, I don't it, to me especially with this realization that the doctor is is not originally from Gallifrey makes it even more interesting if we could have Gallifreyans there now to to confront her or you know to work on that uh that story idea but instead they're not there so i i don't i yeah it it just felt a little empty to me as far as uh, that whole thing and i don't I, I like the idea. I, I don't, I certainly don't mind adding to character history or retconning stuff or whatever, but to me, it has to add something. It has to like inspire new story ideas. Mm-hmm. And to me, this sort of, it, it doesn't, it sort of actually does the reverse to me. Like it does, like I, I don't see what this, this, this realization and what these actions could could be used for in the future well you know chibnall was just watching brains of morbius trying to figure <laughs> out an answer for this you know how should i end the season for the time okay of- can i can i say out loud and publicly that all those people that are saying oh my god they finally fixed a 44 year old plot hole um let me just point out that the incident the flashback uh in uh, the brains morbius uh thing where the they hook up to the machine we see all the former regenerations that's not a plot hole right <laughs> it wasn't a plot hole then it's still not a plot hole it might be now a continuity error but that is completely different than what is uh, defined as a plot hole like Agreed. And, Agreed. and i don't think anybody out there was like man i hope they do something about that someday <laughs> well I'm i know sure at least one, <laughs> i know at least one doctor who author of the books who was uh always convinced that the morbius doctor that those faces were past doctors and that's lance parkin i think that there's always been some people that have liked the idea mm-hmm. that there were doctors and regenerations prior to the first doctor I also think Philip Hinchcliffe likes it because that means he was the doctor at one point. <laughs> he was one of the he was the producer at the time, and he was one of those faces. Um, I uh, I don't know. It's just it, it feels too much like I don't see. I don't have a problem with retconning or with changing can quote unquote canon or, or any of that. I don't have a problem with the showrunner bringing their own thing in, but they have to do it well. 
And I don't feel like Chibnall does it well. No, I feel he like shoehorns he just, it. Yeah, or he just kind of throws stuff at the wall and see, sees what sticks. It doesn't hang together as a coherent whole. And it, there's too much going on because he doesn't know he doesn't know what to do. So he just hides that with a lot of action. I and think, yeah. I, it just feels clumsy to me. And like I said, it was... Go ahead. It was much better than I expected. I think, <laughs> yeah, it's not perfect. I think he's not as skilled a writer, certainly, as maybe previous showrunners were. But I I have more confidence in him after this season, certainly, than after the previous season. That I agree with. Well, yeah, I agree with that, too. I think this yeah. season was better than, that, than the other mm-hmm. season. No, yeah. I agree completely with that. And it's interesting because, you know, I still have tons of questions and I don't want them answered. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, I, I like not knowing every single instance of the doctor's past. And, you know, even she said it in this episode, you know, or, so I was you. Why did they then, you know, make me regenerate again as a child? And it's obviously, and that's what they did you know, the whole, what we know about the doctor, because, mm-hmm. you know, she grew up on Gallifrey. That's where she met, went to school with the master, blah, blah, blah. And then she became Hart. She was Hartnell's doctor at that point. And the whole thing with Susan and, you know, leaving Gallifrey and maybe she left Gallifrey as, you know, with Susan to avoid getting her memory erased and having to go through the regeneration again. And that's obviously what they were showing last week in Ireland, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. Was- that was a little, that was still sat a little bit weird with me. It's like, okay, so they, they covered it up in the matrix and made it look like something ordinary, but why that specific, you know, why Ireland, why that specific? Like, yeah, corrupt? that, that I'm, I'm with Marianne. That, that was so clunky and unnecessary <laughs> and, and just, you know, it was almost like Chibnall's like thinking like, oh, I'm like people are, you know, I'm being so grand and clever. And I'm like, no, you're not. It it, it just. Um, well, you're just repeating things, really. Yeah. Like, like Tecteun, she's Rassilon, but it's Rassilon yeah. with Tecteun's face plastered on her. I mean, it, and you know what? It, 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 it frosts me because I feel like when things like that happen, and this has happened a lot in, in this season, is that. They, they, okay, we're going to change this character to a woman, give her a different name. That's who she really is. And, and that's representation. No, it's not. It, I mean, it's just switching people around isn't representation. Representation is honoring and respecting experience and giving voice to untold stories, mm. not just pasting a new face over an existing one. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. No, I agree with that completely, Mary. Yeah, I mean, they went out of their way to make sure that we, you know, like, oh, well, all the regenerations, the early regenerations of the timeless child, none of them are white dudes. Right. Um, And, uh, you know, and then I'm just, you know, again, I'm kind of uh, like just trying to figure out, not logic, but just sort of, okay, so the Time Lords, like, let her, her uh, the timeless child like exist and they would keep wiping her memory and yet still call her the doctor um like it just 
like and still give her a TARDIS that has that's shaped like a police box. I'm like that. But that's not sitting well with me, right? There. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, it doesn't. Yeah, uh, you know. And then a lot. And look, I get it because I think what Jimmel's going for is sort of the same thing that we got successfully, I might add, or I, in my opinion, uh, from uh, Into the Spider Verse, which is that anybody mm, can be yeah. Spider Man, right? Anybody can be the Doctor. Like, I I like the idea. But yes. again, the execution, because on the one hand, he wants to have his cake and eat it too. He's like, on the one hand, she's special. She's, she created, like, it, because of her, a whole race of, you know, Time Lords were able to do what they did um, because of her, because of this timeless child. Um, but yet, the Doctor can be anybody. And I'm like, I don't, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. That Mikey, that but that also truthfully goes back all the way to when the Time Lords made the Doctor regenerate after to the second to the third Doctor, and you know you didn't see what the Doctor looked like because obviously they hadn't hired Pertwee at that point Mm -hmm. to be the Doctor. You didn't even know if Doctor Who was coming back at that point, so they wanted you guess who the doctor was and they were showing all the different faces and everything and going, you know, anybody could be the doctor. And that's kind of what they were trying to do in some way or another in this episode, you know, the doctor's gone through God knows how many regenerations now that, you know, it could be, you know, your best friend could be the doctor in one of the regenerations and going all the way through his life or her life, and then starting over again, and mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And it didn't make any sense why they were doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were saying, I mean, I've seen people, you know, fans saying, okay, great, that all this stuff on Big Finish now counts as like, you know, real no, doctor stories. No. Peter Cushing movies now well, can be considered like real doctor stories. I'm like, no, that's... No. But I, <laughs> along those lines, I mean, I... To work. You could always consider those stories to be part of Doctor Who, you know, it's, it's up to you how you fit them in. And I don't think this changes that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it really changes that either. To, to me, it's like the Star Trek thing of, you know, like, oh, well, uh, in the sixties, we didn't have the makeup to do the Klingons like <laughs> we can do now. And then, so then later on they have ridges and then we do a flashback and some of the Klingons like have ridges and some of them don't. And then we need an explanation for that. So let's really try to come up with a weird sort of explanation as to why that happened. Like, it's just, you right. don't, you need don't, to. you don't need an, you don't really need an explanation. Here. Right. You don't need an explanation. For because that. people have need imaginations and they can fill exactly. it in themselves. Exactly. Right. Exactly. We, yeah, we all like the flashback. I think a lot of people liked having, you know, that that flashback in Brain of Morbius just because they were like, oh, we could think about it and everybody could come up with their own thing or whatever. And now it's like, nope, it's canon. <laughs> like, like, um, I I don't know. It just seems like it's a lot of effort for very little reward. I, like, and I don't know, you know, I think if if they don't follow up with anything, then it was to me not really worth exploring mm. and if they do follow up with it it's like that's not what the show's about the show's not about let's find out what the doctor is 
Yeah, I think it works better. Not that anyone can be the doctor, but that the doctor can look like anyone, but their core remains the same. Mm -hmm. Their core need to save the universe, however you want to state that. No matter what the superficial official personalities are on top of it or, or what, what the visuals are, doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Always the doctor to the core. Yeah. And, and yeah, we still don't know. Yeah, we still don't know exactly where that came from. Especially considering, you know, at least very early on in the doctor's life, uh, they were uh, abused and experimented on and, and lied to and, you know, um, part of a very, like, really horrible um, experiment. Yeah. Uh, well, a horrible uh, childhood. Yeah. yeah. She See, was a lab rat, I, basically. Yeah. That's what I think. So I, from the beginning of like this, the hinting that, you know, things are about to change, you know, at the beginning of the season that we're going to learn something new about Gallifrey. I kept thinking back to the Celeste McCoy era and the Cartmel master plan and how, you know, the doctor was supposed to actually be like one of the secret figures at the founding of Gallifrey. And that didn't sit right with me because I wanted to think of the doctor not as this kind of all knowing figure, but as, you know, who we've always known the doctor to be. And this, to me, you know, it's as big of a change, but to me, it fits the doctor's personality better that the doctor was never in control. The doctor, in fact, has been manipulated for a lot of their I mean, life. And been exploited. the fact that they can rise above that is inspiring. It does, it does, I mean, sort of, it, you know, kind of explain one thing, you know, it does kind of explain to me is why the doctors had so much leeway in terms of the time. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I mean, um, even so far as, you know, we've seen in the doctor's history where he's been punished by the time Lords time and time again. And yet, you know, he's made president <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> and he's, you know, so it's like, yeah, like that seems like kind of an odd thing, but this sort of kind of explains why that might be something that they, you know, well, we can't kill him. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> well, in a way, it's kind of nice to know that just like humans, Time Lords also don't know what the hell they are doing. <laughs> I'm kind of sad. I mean, look, are they, are they, is this the last time we see the Time Lords in Gallifrey? I don't think so, because oh. anybody, anybody with any sort of imagination can come up and bring them back again. Yeah. If um, doesn't bring them back, the next person probably will. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I, they're trading I, off I, now. You know, right. RTD destroyed it. <laughs> Moffat brought it back. Chibnall destroyed yeah. it. I, I was going to say, I fully expect Chibnall will not bring them back, right. but then the next showrunner will bring them back some way, right? So, um, um, but uh, just the idea, you know, we just got them back, and and for Chibnall to go, nope, they're gone. Like it just seemed kind of empty to me like i just seemed like it didn't really matter like too yeah, soon I don't... <laughs> too well soon. <laughs> and it was kind of cold because you know you found out yeah he destroyed gallifrey but he had all the bodies of oh, all the yeah. time lords in chambers you know in suspended animation and everything and then they set off the particle destroys anything flesh on the planet it's like they're gone yeah, yeah that was pretty like, thorough we don't know, do we know that they're gone now I had I have a feeling there was an implication that the master and the cyber goons got away. I don't think the well, cyber. Yeah, we know the, ma the master. We know the master, master always gets away. Yeah, 
Right. So, I mean, does that mean, I, I hope to God, please don't let us be chasing them all next season. Oh God. Now let's have a break from that, from the yes. master. Yeah. And oh God, too many people were like, Oh, he's the Joker now. That's right. You know, it's like, no, he's the master. Watch 57 years of Doctor Who. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I don't, I, mean, I didn't get a. I do, I mean, I like, I do like the performance, but it is hard to like place this or reconcile this with Missy and the, you know, the progress that she seemingly made in terms of. I'm still yeah, her evil. I agree. Ways. This seems more like a, um, you know, this seems more in line like a lot of the masters that we've known before, including the John Sim sure. master. Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, Missy was really a unique, a unique take on the master, yeah. uh, and not just because it was female, but because um, you know she seemed to learn and almost become an ally at times, right. um, even and to it's the point a shame of killing her previous self. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. If we hadn't seen Sim again, I would have liked to have this master turn out to be between the two of them because it would kind of make sense. Because at, at the end, in the end of time, the you know the master goes back, or he you know he stops Gallifrey from being restored, and you know disappears along with it. So that could have been an, or even during the war, that could have been the time that the master discovered this about Gallifrey. But, you know, I, if, if, if we're opening up the, the timeline of the doctor, you know, we can't, I guess we can't worry too much about the timeline of the master. It's never really been very consistent since the, since the new series. Yeah. No, agreed. The thing is, you know, I'm still saying it would almost make more sense that this master is right after the Sim master. Yeah. And that maybe he then, you know, regenerates into Missy. It would kind of be fitting in some ways. It would ways. be, but it doesn't yeah, seem... Yeah, but I don't, I mean, I don't think that's in, what's happening. In yeah, the I don't Capaldi think finale, happening. it doesn't seem like that would work. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, the last time we saw the Master, it was Missy and the John Sim Master. So maybe Missy actually died and the John Sim Master uh, regenerated into this one. Hmm. So... Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's like, yeah, we're just, you know, sort of. We're just uh, making sh- things up. Yeah. But I will say this. I mean, I, I like Sasha's, I know, mm-hmm. as an actor, um, but there was just something, I don't know if it was the writing or the directing or what, but all throughout this season, I just didn't feel like he had much chemistry with Jody. Oh, I felt and, the opposite. Did you? <laughs> Uh, I'm glad you did because I I just didn't feel it. I just it just felt like he kept yelling at her, and 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 that was his like he only had one volume, mm. <laughs> like felt- and just to, to yell at her and and she just was. There were times where she was just quiet, and I was like, man, that's a weird choice because the doctor is like the doctor may be a lot of things, but quiet is not one of them, and. uh I don't know. Maybe it was just to to sort of take in the enormity of what to finding out what she was, but it just seemed like there was uh, a quietness to her that I was not. I don't know. I just didn't know what to make of it. I think you know, intentionally or not, it kind of like the gender dynamic between them is is interesting, and I feel like like when they get close, when the master gets close to the doctor, it's 
particularly sinister, but maybe that's just me reading into the, the, you know, the dynamic between the two of them, the two of them, between a male master and a female doctor. There were, yeah, I guess, there, I guess looking at the, the uh, last couple that we've had, you mm-hmm. know, with Peter and Missy and, and even, you know, David and John Sim, I thought they, like, they had chemistry together. You actually uh, felt like they were friends at one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I never, I didn't really get the sense that these two were ever had a deeper connection. No, but I def- That's, I mean, like, I, if you did, that's cool. I mean, that's yeah, just the way it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, I wish it had worked for me. But I, I mean, I've made no secret that I don't like this master. You know, we've talked about him at other times, too. But. I just, I don't, and maybe, maybe that is part of the, something that bothers me about it, that sort of gender dynamic. I mean, I can't help but approach it, you know, from, mm-hmm. from my own experiences of, you know, intimidating men. Yeah. So, and the fact that he's like, he spends all this episode, uh, uh, mansplaining where she, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, well, yep. that's exact. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I was going to bring that up. That's exactly what happens. But I find her, you know, her response to that, very, you know, how could you think that this would make me less? It made me more. Yeah. That that I, was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I and I do like the scene between her and Ruth, as you were mm-hmm. saying. I mean, I, I, that was an important scene and I'm glad it was in there. I think that was one of the best scenes of the whole season, the scene between her and Ruth this year. And I just thought it was powerful and the doctor was lost and Ruth pointed her in the right direction. And it's like, this is, and Ruth was even saying, this is what I would do, you know, mm-hmm. type thing. And since you're me, you know, type thing. Yeah. The only thing about it is to me, it takes a little bit of agency away from Jody. Like the fact that she has to be like reminded of who she is. Like I, 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 it, it, yeah, I, I just um, like especially if it's a younger version of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine like a you know a, a teenage version of me like actually telling me something that you know like <laughs> oh <laughs> yes that makes it. I mean, I yeah, it, it yeah, could. but that's exactly what a teenage version of you <laughs> <Yeah>. would do. <laughs> yeah, exactly, no, no, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The, and, and the and, teenage and, version of you would look say, "Look, boomer, come on." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I'd be like, look, you little snot, like you don't know anything. Right. Like, well, and, you know, a, a new doctor often does have to grapple with, you know, especially I think of Capaldi at, at the end of his first season, really kind of redefining or coming to terms with who he is. You know, I'm not a good man. I'm not a bad man. Yeah. Um. So maybe it just came a little later for Jody than with other doctors. Yeah, I, I find that I, I do the run of even this this season. I I find that she has glimpses. I have glimpses of who she is as a doctor, mm-hmm. but it's not as defined as some of the uh, other uh, actors that have played the doctor. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll still agree with that. And uh, um, and I and I think I look. I think out of everybody, um, uh, she's gotten like the 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 the, the shortest stick <laughs> of everybody of everybody. Like I just think I feel. Uh, I feel bad for her in a lot of ways because I think she's so much better than the material that she's been given 99% of the time. And I, like, I'm start like I, this season, I've started to see backlash against her. Like, Oh, a better, 
um, you know, a more charismatic actor would be able to save this material or rise above this material or whatever. And I just think that's just so unfair. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I pay so little attention to what other people say, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't out. subscribe I don't, to it, yeah. but it's hard for me to ignore at times, you know, it's like, oh, I see that they're, you know, because before it was like, oh, well, I like her. I just don't like the story. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden it started to become, and I didn't see that happen with like, you know, Peter or something. I saw people like going, oh, I like Peter Capaldi, but I just can't watch oh, the show anymore. I've gotten plenty through. of people that said, oh, I can't stand Capaldi. And they, yeah, but they said that from the beginning. No, even after the first season. And, you know, oh, I can't stand what Moffat's doing. I can't, you know, handle that, you know. And, you know, he, you know, Capaldi is such a, you know, a mean doctor. I can't do that, you know. You know, bring back Matt Smith or bring back Tennant, you know. You know, I'm not going to watch that till he's gone. And now Jody's here. And I want to see if those people are back or not. Come on, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I, will, I will still say as much as I did not like this episode, there were parts of it I liked. But Jody was Jody was great. Jody is is always great, and um, you know, and I think she did sell the material as much as she could. You know, I think so too. I think uh, I think it, I can't imagine like in worse hands. Uh, you know, it yeah. would just be a train wreck. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> could you, you imagine know, if this was Colin's doctor? Come on. <laughs> Oh, we'd get child. Look, I'm not. I wasn't like. Look, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to change the subject a little bit. You know who really stood up for me in this episode? Yes. Yeah, I was impressed. I was really impressed with Yaz in this one. I I, as I mentioned before, like she had like a couple of great moments. One of which was. Uh, she's the first to walk through the portal. Yeah, I love that's exactly that. what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. She stood up. I loved it when you know that you know the, when the cyber you thought the Cybermen cap were going to capture Ryan and the other two humans, mm-hmm. and it ended up being you know Yaz and Graham yeah, and our friends in the costumes, and it was just like it was like. Yaz was also first out there. Yeah. She really, they were spotlighting her in this episode. And I think a little, a little clumsily with, you know, kind of Graham giving her that, that speech um, that, you know, you really are very impressive, but I I love the way she turned it around. (laughs) It's like, you're not a bad human yourself. He's like, Oi. Hey, that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I do wonder now, um, you know, that if, uh, uh, I, I mean, are we going to get, you know, in the few, next season, is it is it the Doctor and Yaz continuing on? Uh, and what does that, what does the TARDIS look like? You mm-hmm. know? Well, yeah, I but think I'm okay with that. You know, I, 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 I don't want to lose her because I think, especially over the, the second half of the season, they've, they've done great things. Yeah, her. finally. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I'd, yeah, I'd, I would I would like to see to see her given another season to grow even more. Yeah, I I bet you that if it is just her, if the other two don't come back next season, that they somebody will be there to replace them. I mean, yeah, yeah, it would be Yaz, but I hope it's not. I mean, if it's one other person, it it still might work. I hope to God it's not two other people. 
Right. Because it's no. just too much. Yeah. 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 I, uh, man, I totally agree with that. That's just too many yeah. people. So I know that we had, speaking of other companions or past companions, I know we've been told that, you know, Captain Jack wasn't going to be back this season, but kind of how, how useless did he wind up being? Um, I know yeah, he, he was really listen to his message. <laughs> he was just in he was I know he was there to distract to be, make people think oh that's the big reveal and then be totally floored by the introduction of a of a new doctor. Um yeah. but still they they could have had him like make a cameo in the in the finale. I couldn't I see know. any place in the finale yeah. though where he would have fit in. Would, it would have been shoehorned, but it is yeah, chibnall, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if they had added another like thirty minutes. Uh, right. Yeah. Like, it was uh, already uh, kind of overstuffed. Yeah, but it does oh, seem. You know what? Would, you know what would have been funny? At the very end, when the doctor was in the prison, mm-hmm. and oh, he's in the oh, cell next to her. Oh, he that would have been great. That would have been awesome. And he's like, so you, didn't, so you didn't listen to me, did you, <laughs> right. It still could happen. Yeah, or maybe Rivers in the cell next to her. Oh, promises, promises. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I think you know, with the doctor being in prison, uh, and I don't know if we, I know some people are speculating, but do we know for sure if that's shot or not? Ooh, I didn't, I mean, the thought briefly crossed my mind, but I, I mean, I don't think that they necessarily bring that back oh, when it's something, something from know. an episode oh, well, yeah, yeah, I, I think they would actually All right, but, but I, I don't know if they did but I don't well, think uh, Chibnall is that like I don't that think he's that clever like the fact that he called that this kind of this secret Time Lord organization is called the Division when previously we, we had something called the Celestial Intervention Agency and he yeah. could have used that but I mean, this is—we're talking about a guy who brought back the Eternals. Uh, oh so, yeah, but yeah, that's just kind of a throwaway I mean, reference, you know? Right? And I think uh, it's kind of like and, you know, it's, it's kind of like the macro being in in gridlock. We're talking about a guy who solved a forty-four-year-old plot hole. Yeah. Come on! <laughs> uh, all hail Chibnall! Um, uh, sorry, it's going to go. That's it's going to go on his gravestone. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm kind of curious though. I mean, the way it ends, which I, I like, I like it when, it, when Doctor Who ends on a cliffhanger. I like that uh, very uh, much. So um, it makes me excited for the next one. Although I'm curious because I'm like, okay, so she's in jail. We've got the Jadoon and we know that the next one has to do with the, you know, our second favorite uh, bad guys, yeah. the Daleks again. And I'm like, okay, so how is this all going to work? <laughs> Yeah, I we're was gonna just have to relieved. wait and see. I assume Chibnall wrote it, so <laughs> <laughs> I was relieved when the Jadoon showed up because I was like, "Oh, thank God, it's not the Master and a Cyberman." Oh God! <laughs> it's funny because you know, Kevin was napping while I was rewatching it, and he he woke up and and said, "Wow, space rhinos!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, but you know, now there's also two other Tardises out there, also. Dude, there's a lot of Tardises out there. Oh, I yeah, know. The, right, the doctor left one as a tree and yes. said, yeah. you know, implied that it's just going to stay there. But yeah, the other one's a house in 21st century England. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Yeah, the, uh, you know, Graham and, and uh, Ryan show. 
Hey, and maybe they could run into a certain diner in space. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Got a house going. We got a diner. We got a. <laughs> Next, we're going to have a fire station. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we still have, you know, the the human race mostly dying off in in the cyber war, and then the remaining, like the surviving humans, going back in time. So. What does that mean for the future? Yeah, see, that's a plot hole. <laughs> yeah, what yes. Did, what, were they going back in time? Were they just, I don't know where the portal was taking them. Like, it wasn't taking them to Gallifrey because it no. was. No, but I'm saying the last the last two of them. The last two survivors. and uh, The last yeah. three, I guess, came back. Oh, I see what you mean. Right. Yeah. Earth but with, I mean, with, but almost, but all the refugees the prior to that, all the refugees prior to that went through the portal. Exactly. That's true. They, yeah. They, so there's they, other humans out there still. They're random. Yeah, there's still, the still other humans. That's, I Look, forgot about I, that. I can't chart the future. Like, like, I don't know. I, they I change it some, so much anyway. I imagine some people have done that. And there have been God, books. The aforementioned Lance them. Parkin edited a, several versions of a volume about like trying to put all of Doctor Who history into one into chronology. Like, oh man, that's got to be a nightmare. Um, and I and I'm positive that no one, like any showrunner, has ever looked at that. <laughs> maybe chibnall is the one because they just don't care right. there's so many times when we see a future earth and it's getting destroyed or doing you know whatever well yeah just and this it, season you know we had the the uh the dregs as the possible future of humanity yes yeah yeah i'm like does this happen after orphan <laughs> the, you know, like, and wasn't there another wasn't there something else in one other story uh I mean, um, Praxius? I'm not sure. That's happened Another possible times. future for humanity. Oh, Doctor Who has so many possible futures of humanity, and we don't even know when the cyber wars are. That's you know, true. In relation to it, too. So, Well, I think we've gone off on several tangents. <laughs> can I, yeah, getting back to the finale, can I mention I, I dig uh, uh, Kosharmus? Yeah, um, Kosharmus was, was a cool character. I, I liked him, and I, I was completely surprised by his appearance at the end. Pleasantly so. Um, great way to use him, uh, not to take away the, the doctor's earnestness in, in trying to sacrifice herself. But I was not surprised. Was a, it was just a great out. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, he just seemed like a cool character when he's kind of leading the troops into fight. Yeah. Cyberman on on the on the, on the and all that he's just uh great I don't I know I've seen that actor so uh, he was before. in Game of Thrones oh yes he was he was, oh, the, yes, original, he was. He was the original yeah, yes uh, right yeah the chief of the Night's Watch yes yeah uh just a solid guy adds a lot of weight to whatever he does yeah he was and, very good uh, he's just it was a, he was a delight I liked him a lot mm-hmm. no there was. I liked a lot of the characters, the side characters. He was the best of the humans, though, because mm-hmm. they started having the whole thing with the chemistry between Graham and that uh, Ravio, I think oh, it was. Only, only in the first episode. Right, that, yeah. the second that, episode. that went nowhere. That went completely <laughs> yes. nowhere. Maybe by yeah. maybe by the uh, the uh, New Year special, they'll be dating. Oh, they'll be living they'll together. Be married. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's why you know, he has our, to leave the TARDIS. Right. So. Graham, Ryan, and Yaz all think that the doctor is dead. Yes. But there's a lot of yes. time there's a lot of times on Doctor Who where the doctor like just drops the companions off and yeah. you know. That remind it reminded me, I think it was 
Matt Smith's <laughs> second Christmas special when you know Rory and Rory and Amy Amy think that he's dead, but um, it's River who goes and tells them that he's still yeah, alive. Not, yeah, yeah, cool. Well, they still think he was killed by the at, by the astronaut yeah. at that point, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, and I loved, you know. I love then, you know, Amy figures out that the doctor's their son-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> the look on her Amy's face is just like, oh, you know. So it's it's pretty interesting. And so, yeah, I'm not surprised by the doctor, you know, leaving the companions to think that she's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Well, was, and she wouldn't supposed- have. She was about... She, she tells the TARDIS... We'll go get them. Just give me a minute. And then, of course, the... The Dune show up. The Dune show up. And how about that? They're able to get into the TARDIS also. Hmm. Yeah, without any problem at all. Exactly. It's like, I thought the TARDIS was supposed to be impenetrable. (laughs) You know? What, What did I say? I think we were talking about this with someone else, Mike. But I said, well, because of the the companions are so remedial, uh, she's forced to, like, you know, have a lot of... uh, uh, sort of um, options on the TARDIS that make it sort of more accessible to people. Um, so. Shielding is down or something like that. <laughs> exactly. It was just like... If, if she made it as difficult to get in as it, it was before, then her companions would never get in. No. Good point. Good point. But yeah, it was just like seeing the Jadoon just pop up there in the ship. It was just like, what? It's like, no, 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 no. Because uh, there's so many other villains that have tried to get into the TARDIS over the years, and it's what like you, think about it. That well, yeah, but I don't know. I'm I'm okay with it because you know because Doctor Who, right? Yeah. Uh, what, you know, you... I mean, it reminds me of. It really reminds me of you know the the you know the the end of all the tenant ones, right? Mm-hmm. Where like so many times, like he would, oh, be, yeah, what? would be the end of the season <laughs> and like there's a there's a ship coming through or there's a bride on the yeah. ship or, you know like yeah. like there's like you know or there's another doctor there. <laughs> like it just like people right, were coming to Jen's doctor yeah. all the time. Yeah. I mean I actually yeah. was fine with that. I'm yeah, yeah. hell the June are fine. If they had the, the Titanic crash through, why not? You know? Yeah, what what if did you Donna think, Noble can get through? <laughs> what did you think of the doctor being able to get out of the matrix by overloading it with her memories? She's done it before in the past. And so is it's, that it, what is that how Tom Baker got out in Deadly Assassin? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. And yeah, that's exactly how. And I think he she he she did it uh one other time also. Well, the other time I can think of that the Doctor was in the Matrix was Trial of a Time Lord. And I, again, my, my memory is is faulty at this I, point. I try to block that out of my memory. So <laughs> I'm actually, bad. yeah, I'm I actually, I like at least four episodes of Trial of a Time Lord. Okay. That totally makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, um, there was a lot of you know, stuff in this and that her, her breaking out of the matrix was the least of my worries <laughs> for this, you know, story. And, you know, and I didn't hate the story. I did no. not. And I know there's people who are livid about it and there's people who are starting, you know, petitions and blah, 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 you know, and I, 
the negativity that I'm seeing continue is just, it's just getting old. It really is. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm just very selective about what I read and what I listen to. And it's, it's kind of whittled down to just a, just a few that I know will be. Oh, there's a couple Doctor Who podcasts. Straightforward about it. Yeah. There's a couple Doctor Who podcasts that I've actually stopped subscribing to because of the negativity mm-hmm. and everything. And it's it's just crazy. So thank you, those at home who are sticking with us. Yay. We love you. Are you not listening to uh, Earth Station Who because of my negativity? <laughs> no. Yep. He, we're, we're one of the podcasts he's dropped. Yeah. No, I think that, you know. Even... Faber has not subscribed to the Air Station Who. <laughs> right. Anymore. But we are, I do listen to it. And I think that we're honest about what we like and what we don't like. And that's all that you can ask for. Yeah. And even, and, even... and I've said many times, like, I don't like, I don't hate the show. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hater. Uh, I, I... You're not a hater. <laughs> not liking it. Let's put uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not one of those persons that really enjoys not liking something and picking something apart. Um, and I just, I just want better. I want better for Doctor Who. Um, I, I, you know, I, I do. And it's, I, I just wish it was, I just wish it was like really exciting me and, and firing on all cylinders like it has in the past. Yeah. And, and I hope that it still can. Uh, I certainly didn't see anything in this finale that, you know, that ruined the show for me. Right. For um, me, this, this finale excited me a lot more than the last couple. Um, even, you know, I was a Moffat apologist for most of his run, but I really disliked the last Capaldi season. I thought it was... Mm-mm. I it was did not like it at all. Sure. It was disjointed, and I did yeah. not like I did not like that finale, although I, you know, I like Capaldi a lot, but I felt like things really fell apart in that last mm. season. So this mm-hmm. is the first finale in, in a few years that I did react really positively to. No, I agree completely with, uh, you know, we said it on the series. I was not a fan of Bill's at all on it. And I was sad because I really wanted to like her. Yeah, I I did like her, but I thought she got, you know, I just thought she got a a raw deal. I did like the actress and I did like the character. I liked what ended up happening with her. But if I have to see that damn pyramid story ever (laughs) again. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it's like the longest five years of my life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, and there's stories with Jody's that I don't care if I ever see again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also am very happy that we got some good ones this season. The Tesla one, then we'll talk about all that when we do our season wrap up in a couple weeks and such. But this one... Do I think it's the best final? No, not by far. Did I hate it? No, not by far. But I think we have, you know, we have a way to go to, mm-hmm. you know, to show, I'm go- to showcase Jody the way she needs to be showcased as a doctor. I think we have a long way to go still. I think we've seen glimpses of it and it's not, her, and I do not blame her. I, mm-hmm. I've, I blame what's surrounding her and she deserves better. But that's just me and everything. Not just you. I know. Talking. 
But, <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad you guys agree with that. And, you know, that's one of the things I think that makes this podcast go is we're all like-minded. And we, if we don't like it, we don't bash the person because mm-hmm. they didn't like it or whatever. And there's shows out there that are doing that. And it pisses the hell out of me because I always thought Doctor Who fans, you know, growing up, I thought we were very far and few in between. And now me being a person who's midlife, God, that sounds awful. (laughs) But, you know, there's Doctor Who fans everywhere and Mm -hmm. loving it. And that alone makes me want to watch the show forever you know, type thing, knowing that there's so many like-minded people and then being able to work with like-minded people like you guys makes it even more of a plus. Yeah. I I can't think of anything they could do that would make me say, okay, that that's it. I'm not watching anymore. Um, I mean, I still absolutely love (laughs) Dr. Who, even, even though this was not my favorite episode, I will be watching at new year's and then next year and looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I certainly don't. Uh, look, I'm not going to suggest, I'm not going to say, you know, there's nothing they could do that would cut, quit me from watching <laughs> Doctor Who because then Shivna will be like, oh, no, oh, my yeah. Pint. Take that as a challenge. You know? Challenge accepted. <laughs> so you say, Mr. Mike. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Mike so, Gordon single handedly destroyed Doctor Who. All right, I can think of. There were. I remember when the rumor, rumors about the TV movie, or even before the TV movie, that David Hasselhoff was going to play the Doctor. Oh, and that. Oh, no. the, well, now he could. And yeah, maybe maybe he is the Doctor. And that the the other thing that I remember that stuck with me is that the TARDIS was going to have like, a, like holographic lips, floating above it that would would talk and rap. Uh Sorry to leave you with that image, but that's something that's that stuck with me ever How since the dare you? Ever since the, <laughs> the early two thousands. <laughs> wow. Why did you put that in my brain? I'm sorry. Are you wow. sure that wasn't the the Michael Jackson doctor? <laughs> yeah, because I had heard about that. That would that would just be horrifying. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um well, there was the Lenny Henry doctor in the uh, comedy sketch, and then he showed up in Spyfall this year. That's true. Now, so now his doctor is canon too, probably. Oi, oi, oi. Okay, oh, yeah. should we rate it? Okay, boss, you go first. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a boss. Um, <laughs> I give it a four overall, the two parter. Okay, that's not bad. It sounds a little high, but I, I think that. That's where I'm landing right now. Fair enough. All right, Mikey. Um, as a two-parter, um, yeah, because we didn't really rate it last uh, time. Um, look, I th- I still think that the um, the execution uh, was not ideal. The the like I like I said, I don't. I mean, the, everything that happened in the first part just seemed like it was irrelevant uh, and ignored uh, in the second. So. Um, I'm just going to give it a solid three. Uh, you know, I'll give it, you know what? I'll give it a three and a half. Uh, I'll give it a three and a half. And, and for that half, you know, if BBC wants to send me some, uh, five and a half inch scale figures of those, uh, <laughs> uh, cyber time Lords or whatever, I, I will, I will gladly take those, uh, off people's hands because, uh, I, I thought they were kind of cool. looking. So 
Okie dokie there. Totally makes sense. All right, Mary. Well, before I write it, I promised my mother, I'm going to leave you with the words of my 82-year-old mother, who, this is her what she said after watching the finale. She's, a, she's been a fan of Doctor Who since they started showing it on PBS in the 70s. And her words were, someone should make Chris Chibnall go stand in the corner. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I I will say I I liked the first of the two-parter. I would probably give that a four. And this one, I would probably give a three. So I'm going to average it out to a three and a half. Okay. I think that's totally fair. I think that's totally, totally fair. All right. Um, I'm going to give the two-parter a four. I thought the first part was like almost was pretty strong. Um, the Cyberman part I really enjoyed and I liked a lot of the interaction between all the humans and then, you know, what the doctor was doing. And I like how Graham and Yaz, you know, stood up. We talked about it last week. Listen to the episode. I'm not going to repeat myself, <laughs> uh, but I did think, you know, I think we got a lot of good stuff um, from this, and I did like a lot of what we got. But, you know, with the second parter, I'll give it a three and a half. Um, There was things I didn't like. I think they took some easy ways out. Um, If I ever see a cyber time, Cybermen again, (laughs) you know, I will, I will literally rip that collar off of him if I see him at a convention. <laughs> so beware. But I did, you know, I enjoyed it. And like I said, the Ruth scene made it for me. I also really, and I really enjoyed Yaz in this one. And if any of the three companions stay, and there's rumors going around, folks. We're not going to talk about that right now. If Once it becomes concrete, we'll talk about it. But as of right now, if, you know, she's the one who stays, I'll be happy about that. If Yaz is the one who stays, if, hell, you know, we all love, you know, Graham. He's awesome. You know, Graham could do no wrong. So, you know, Graham walks on water for us on this show. So. You know, I think we're, you know, if Graham stays, I'd be happy with that. Hell, I'd like to see Graham and Yaz. Those were some of the best scenes the season when they teamed the two of them up. And, you know, those are just my thoughts. And Jody, I want to see, so I hope Jody stays past the three years or the three seasons. I would love to see her with a different showrunner in a heartbeat. And, I hope we get that. I really do. Cause I'd like to see her with better written stories, better plots and such. I think she could handle it. I really do. So here's to hoping. Thank you guys very much at home for listening to us rant and rave about all this one. We definitely would love to hear from you. Please write us at earthstationwho at esonetwork.com. We want to hear all what you guys think about this. And, you know, we're going to be at some conventions in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be at, 
Mike and I will be at Toylanta. Mike and I will be at South Carolina Comic Con. Stop by our tables and, you know, definitely, you know, we'd love to talk to you guys about this. We definitely would love to hear from you. And guys, um, our next episode is going to be the season 10 wrap up. And we're going to have 10 minute segments with everyone who guests on our podcast this season. So, you know, all of the different people we had on the shows are going to talk about what their thoughts on the season was. We want to hear from you. If you guys want to write us, we'll read your emails up on the podcast. Or if you guys want to send me a audio, um, no more than five minutes though, because, you know, I don't think you'll be able to really fit that into, you know, email, but, you know, Record a little segment. Tell me your thoughts on this. We'll play it up on the air. We definitely would love to hear from you. And don't worry, we're going to be still coming to you guys, you know, throughout the wander years again. And we'll probably have a few of you guys up on the show picking some of your favorite episodes. We got a lot of stuff planned all the way through Dragon Con right now. So that's in September. So we got plenty of time. And man, we need to fill it. So send us your ideas. Send us whatever you guys want. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. Um, Felicity, thank you so much for joining us for these two episodes. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. And anything you want to promote? Um, actually, I've been guesting on uh, Flopcast a little bit more frequently. Uh, we, I did a two uh, episode recently with Kevin talking about movie theaters, and then uh, the most recent episode. And next week, we're having a two part discussion about TV of the 1980s, or actually the TV of 1980, the, the TV shows that premiered that year. Um, I just because, listened you know, to that today. 80s. It was awesome. Neat. Me too, actually. And just recently on Reality Bomb, which is a monthly Doctor Who podcast, I actually played a villain in their long-running Spoiler Cops uh, comedy sketch. So that was fun. That's awesome. That really sounds awesome. Well, and it's always great to have you on the show. And we'll have you back again before the next season. All right. Sounds good. Of course. Let's thank our my co-hosts or my partners on the show, who I couldn't do the show without. Mr. Mike Gordon, thank you, thank you. As always, it's my pleasure. And of course, Miss Mary. Ah, thank you so much. I can't believe we've gone through another season. It's pretty amazing, actually, that we just went through another one. And we hadn't killed each other, which is pretty cool. <laughs> not yet. And now I can finally get some sleep and not worry what Mike Gordon is thinking about. <laughs> it's so, been keeping us all up at night. Oh, very much so. So, you know, as I always like to say, I worry. I worry. So it's pretty cool. And you know what, folks? You know, these two people I do the show with, it is so great that we get along we melded you know with the show and everything and you know what i'm looking forward to doing whatever doctor who projects come along with these guys it's just always great and you know what couldn't do it without you guys also at home so thank you thank you as we like to say and we will see you here next time on earth station who peace and we are done see you next time you have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. 
All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and right here on the ESO Network. But I miss, I will miss Bradley Walsh. Oh, of course. Everyone misses Graham. <laughs> he should have his own show. It should be. Dr. Graham. <laughs> he has a TARDIS now, so why not? Yeah, maybe that's how they leave. They just go <laughs> off in the other TARDIS. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's just, to live it's somebody has sitting. to live in that house <laughs> yeah it's just sitting there like our, our refugees from the future exactly that's their home in it. the fun-filled adventures hmm. this has been a broadcast of the eso network be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our eso patreon or by shopping through amazon.com or the t public store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.